Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Number one thing on my list was the salary cap. Now, anyone who follows baseball knows that the owners are for a salary cap, but the players are not. And then... Yeah, I the, got that backwards. I'm the, sorry. The lower, the, the lower uh, cap, the bottom cap, the players are for but the owners are not um so i would put both in and they can only be separated by a hundred million dollars so if your minimum is a hundred million the maximum is 200 million there you go see new york but do you really think the players would ever go for that but here's here's the thing they're not going to have a choice. Yeah, they never do. <laughs> um, so the number two thing that needs to happen in the world of baseball uh, is stopping the shift. I do agree with stopping the shift. You have been hired to play a position. You should not be able to double up on the right side if you have a left-handed pitcher or a left-handed batter go up. Yeah. It, it, it's just not fair. Can I add some of that real quick and then you can continue? Now, I feel I feel like – so you're, you're saying these players should stay on their proper side of the, of the field. Shortstop, you stay on the left side. Second, you stay on the right. They can Correct. do whatever they want, but that needs to stay on their side of the field. Now, if you want to bring your right fielder in, if you have a plan, you can always mound visit. If you have a plan and you want to bring in your right fielder or something for an inning, you can – You can. can you fucking stop? Are you serious? Will you let Scott finish? I'm trying to make a point, and Burley's <laughs> taking off his socks and shoes. And why, are you, why is that stopping you? Because you're winging it in my face. I'm not. Yeah, you are. Uh, okay. Do you have anything else? Because I'd like to move on. I feel like I feel like the, the shift should not be allowed. But if you want to bring a right fielder to play second base and the second baseman play right field, that should be allowed. I I don't mind it. Here's the thing: whatever position you walk out onto that field in, when you walk out there. That's the position you need to stay in for the entire game. Hello? I totally disagree with you. But that's uh, all right. Let me let me move on to my number two. Number two, get rid of the infield fly roll. Any, anyone got anything to say about that? I mean, I don't really think that's – that is very rarely relevant – uh, okay, this is 
the the homework was to make a list of the things that you would change to okay. better baseball. All right, go on. Get rid of the infield fly rule. You asked if anybody had to say anything about it, so I did. Uh, number three, extra innings. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry, Jake. I don't agree with you on that. That needs to go back to being what it is. I don't agree with any rule that changes what baseball is. And it's an unfair advantage for any team to have somebody on second. I understand he I understand everyone was trying to to shorten the game. Why? I go to a baseball game. I love a four-hour baseball game. I I went to the Texas Rangers game four years ago when they went 14 innings. It was the best damn game I've ever seen. Best damn defensive game I've ever seen played. Yeah, I would agree. Because when when you're talking about baseball, what what we're talking about right now is literally the topic of how to make baseball better. Imagine if every inning of baseball – was essentially an extra inning feel. That's where there's no excitement in the fourth inning, even if your team's down 2 nothing because you've got the whole game. But once that ninth inning comes up, man, you're you're there. You're ready to go. you got to get some runs, score, because you're down by two. When you're in extras, everything matters. Every pitch matters. Every, every at-bat matters. So I, I agree. I agree with that. I think that the, the fact is, if you want to speed up the game, don't do it in 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 extra innings. That's the best part. That's a that's a fabulous way to look at it. Uh, I would implement the the rule that if you are more than uh, fifteen scores ahead, the game comes to an end in the seventh Mercy inning. Rule. A mercy rule. Back to you. Hang on. Back to your other point. Do you know how many how many West Coast games? It's one o'clock in the morning. My ass has to go to bed. It's the sixth inning, and there we got ourselves a tie ball game. And I'm sitting here as a fan, going, "Man, I hope we're still tied in the ninth. That would be be fun Wednesday night, one o'clock in the morning. Hell yeah, that's the best part about baseball. That's the best part. Scott, did did you make your last point yet? No, I, I still have 10 other points. Oh, Jesus, really? I'm trying to fix like baseball over the next 20 years. Okay. I mean, I have things to say about what you said, but I'll wait. All right. Um, anything any, Anything else on what was the last point that I made? Uh, the, the oh, it was the... Yeah, the the runner on second. Which uh, I totally hate. Number number three? No, this is my number four. Number four, get rid of the Bach. Done with the Bach. It's absolutely stupid. These umpires are literally taking the littlest flinch and calling it a Bach. <laughs> number four.
Yeah, man, I can't stand the Bach. Number. I can't stand it. Number five. Number five. I don't know if I want to do that one. Um, okay, so number five has to do with the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's it, we've all heard the points made over and over and over again about people like Barry Bonds and Pete Rose not being in the Hall of Fame. I would, I would literally make people, or or change the rule of how the Hall of Fame is run. Uh, and I, I, I would take almost all of the power away from the media. I would leave the media an award. They're allowed to induct one person in, but the fans get to vote who goes into Cooperstown. Um, you know, four disgruntled media folk, sports writers can keep one person like Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame. Yes. Anything? I, I, I think that's interesting. I get this I get this feeling like I'm talking to myself. Um No, I hear I hear you. I mean kind of the same thing happened Barry Bonds. Mm -hmm. One little thing. Kind of just crumbled his reputation. Any anyone else? Anyone else? All right, next. I would eliminate half of the minor league teams. You've mentioned that before. This will reduce the amount of money that a team like the Cleveland Indians or the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, would have to sink in a year uh, helping those people. Um bring more money to the league is what you're saying yeah well it'll bring more money to the league but but as well your your triple a teams or you know your your better baseball team your better minor league baseball team it will increase the the dividends that they will receive uh because there's less superficial Baseball they're not around. spending so many. They're not spending so many on so much. Correct. Uh, ne sense. Next, you need to expand the teams in Major League Baseball. Mon Montreal needs to be back in baseball. Uh, good, 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 good. I'll stop you there. Take Cleveland spot. <laughs> Please, because I ain't spending I ain't spending a dime on a Guardians ticket. Okay, <laughs> there's there's what? There's probably eight cities right now that deserve to have a baseball team. Good, give them the Guardians. I I honestly believe that it is time for baseball to do the next expansion 
into those cities because the in what what ends up happening when a team first moves to a city what what happens they sell out they're cracking they sell out a whole bunch of tickets and they make a whole lot of money the golden knights golden knights the las vegas raiders the las vegas raiders have a stadium that holds 78,000 people and it was sold out all year long yeah. Go on. All right. Um, last but not least, I would reduce the amount of games played down to 140. Uh, I think baseball runs runs uh, you you can keep the same amount of of uh of weeks to play but dropping it down to 140 games you're gonna allow for your pitchers to instead of being on a five game rotation go down to a two or three game rotation which will at the same token make you able to reduce your salary now, this means that you will have more of an opportunity to have a top-notch player with that $200 million salary cap uh, than Wait, you Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. You said, you said, there's, you, you said that instead of a five-man rotation, it would be a two-man rotation. No. I, like two a, or three. Two or three. Well, and, I'm and guessing I, it would be – I'm not uh, I'm not saying that you would have to do that, but the fact is is that if you're playing 20 less games, you're going to have more breaks between your on days and your off days. Okay, yeah, but you're right. You're right. Wait, but uh, okay, and I'm going to get to all your points here in a minute, but I agree with you about that about reducing the amount of games. I don't think that would be enough games to get away from a five-man rotation to a two or three. I think it would make it more of a four-man rotation. Well, I, okay. Because we're literally it, only it, talking it, about three weeks. If you say four. That's well, fine. If you say four, you could probably, if you were a team like Pittsburgh, get away with the three-man rotation. I mean, I agree with you on that point. I just don't think it would get down to three games with with just 22. Uh, it would be 22 less games. Right. That, that's literally three weeks. But, Which I, 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 had, I, had the, I had the idea of, when I asked you of a two, three-man rotation, I had the idea of, like, one of, like, a, like a Pittsburgh team, a low-market team having that two-man rotation – now that I'm thinking about it, it would actually be the other way. It would be the lower market teams like that don't have that great pitchers, but they have it's it's the quantity over the quality. Correct. So they'd use the four or five guys. And if you got teams like New York, who's got the in LA, who's got the pitching, they would use the three man rotation and then throw in you know the fourth every three weeks, you know, to give the guys some some rest. But yeah, I I kind of like oh, that. Yeah, like. But even Scott's right when he says about this is, you know, these teams like to use these bullpen games. And I actually like to watch these bullpen games. So now you got a four-man rotation 
and you got the bullpen game in one of them. So, yeah, you're right. Your guy could come back on day three. Right. I, I think it just it, it makes a huge difference uh, for the pitchers. If, if you do have a five-man rotation, man, your guy's getting extra time off, which is great for the aspect of trying to keep people from getting hurt and still reducing your salary. Right. But these athletes are on such a regimen anymore that they know, and, and they would adjust. I understand that. But they know, you know, I pitched, I get the next four days, you know, I, 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 take, a, I take a break, I, I get looked at, you know, I get in the hot tub, I work out, I throw a bullpen, and then I'm ready to go again. So they could adjust. I mean, they did it back in the 50s and 60s, which, you know, only me and you were, are ever willing to talk about when it comes to professional sports. But I definitely, if there's a bullpen game involved in these managers with analytics, they love these bullpen games. Mm-hmm. Because they have They have long relievers. That very rarely, unless you're on an awful team, very rarely get get to pitch. All right, you ready for my last one? Sure. Mandate five double headers in a season. I like that. I love. Well, I probably wouldn't go to one at my age, but when I was a kid, I loved me a double header. A doubleheader, whether I'm watching it at home or at the field, is my favorite thing to go to. The manager is working his ass off trying to figure out how to save enough pitching to make it through the second game. Right. So, go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. And that's where you would. That's perfect because I'm trying to think of all the wrongs to this. I mean, it's a money grab that it brings in more money because, uh-huh. I mean, if it's an all-day event, you're going to have more people going to it. And it, 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 that's the game you would use a pitching game right oh, there. Big time, yeah. Right there. Right. So, so this is why – okay, so let me ask you a question before I finish what I was going to say. Are you in favor of the, like the first game starting at 1 and the second game starting at 7 – or are you starting at four o'clock and the second game starts but immediately is, after? The second game starts right after. These are okay, so you're scheduled. About, back these, in the day, these were called Twi Night double headers. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, and so, I loved them. I had a blast with those. Yeah, when I was a kid I did. And and, and the thing with the, you know, with baseball, what they can do in those situations. Is it's they know those games are coming. They're on their schedule. It's not like it's a rain out. You know, yeah, the, it's they, the, the they five option. They can option their last outfielder and their last infielder down to AAA for one day and bring up a couple of pitchers. Mm-hmm. It, it just it becomes it becomes for me. I'm always fascinated by the manager. And what the manager does. A game like that, where it's scheduled, they know ahead of time, it just makes it, it becomes a strategy game. Like 
everyone knows that I'm huge into racing. Formula One is 100% strategy. You could have a dumb as rock driver and still win with great strategy. And that's what makes this so much fun. But let's be honest. Go ahead. I also, I don't agree with Manfred's rule uh, on doubleheaders only being seven innings. Uh, No, I hate that. that It's like watching high school baseball. But it, it, not I, even that. High school like, baseball was nine. Like I said before, I'm if I was the commissioner, I'm not going to make rules that change the game. Okay, so the the thing is about that, and the thing is is about the, you know, the guy on th- the guy on second in, in in extra innings. Those came out in 2020 when COVID was just raging everybody. So they were trying to make sure that well, it was know, their games, but those, but, but a lot of that has subsided to the point that you're letting fans in the stands and all the other crap. So and I know they got the the guy on second in the ninth is gone. That's gone. That's not coming back next year. Yeah. So those, those rules, I just think that were specifically put in to place during a bad part of a pandemic and then they should have been erased. Now, Dr. Dog, any of the rules that I mentioned, well, no, I I need to say this first uh, because Burley said something about bringing back uh, or bringing aluminum bats. (laughs) Um, Now, as I've said in the past, I'm not against that, but I'm against that. No, that, no, I'm sorry. That's a horrible idea. Um, you're trying to get. You're, are you trying to get someone killed? The the aluminum bat. Well, it, you know, it, take the fear factor away, okay? The, the aluminum bat. The distance that you can hit a ball with an aluminum bat is so huge that you would have to reconfigure almost half of the stadiums that are out there right now. No, 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 Scoot, you're right. But that's not even what I'm thinking about. If I'm a pitcher, my damn self, I don't want to go stand, what is it, 50, what is it, 54 feet? Well, how, how far is the mound from the plate? 50 feet, 6 inches. 50 feet, 6 inches? I am not standing 50 feet, 6 inches from a bulky 300 pound jack ripped guy in the batter's box taking a line drive to my dome not doing it doesn't sound like my kids too for it either okay so i think if they ever installed the aluminum bat every pitcher and infielder should be armed with what the mandalorian wears it's 60 feet six inches that's what i meant yeah, I'm not standing. I'm not standing 60 feet away from a grown, jacked male adult. I truly don't think Ryan was being serious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get killed. Uh, it's, I, I, I just don't. I don't think that there's any feasible way to do it, and 
keep safety in mind as well as the fact that that it would totally uh, you'd have to do the same thing that 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 we did last year with the extra inning games where you have a special category for stats well this person's batting with aluminum not not wood so now let me, let me say one more thing about the aluminum bats is you know, you remember how we used to watch Barry Bonds hit the ball into the uh, San Francisco Bay? I have no idea water. what you're talking about. I have, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, as as a baseball fan, you'd think we'd have a, muse, a, mu, a museum to celebrate something like that. So, quite frankly, I'm not. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Can you well, elaborate? I haven't, I haven't talked about the things I wrote down about what Scott said yet. So, slow your roll. <laughs> what I was going to say was you remember when Barry Bonds used to hit the balls into the water over the giant stadium if he had an aluminum bat he'd hit him to Hawaii are we I, I understand what you guys are saying about the distance and, and reconstructing stadiums to make them probably 500 feet instead of 400 but let's worry about the main problem, okay? First, you got to worry about the fan safety, and then you got to worry about the players you put on the field safety. That would yeah, never absolutely. pass anything. It would be a disaster. They they come the, the, these pitches come back fast enough off of a piece of wood. What makes you think it's going to come off any slower with a piece of metal? Dude, I it's saw probably, you, I I watched you pitch against high school seniors and hit balls back up the middle that you barely could get out of the way of. And there's, and you're right, and there's a difference. Can you imagine One if of them, they were a foot taller and 100 pounds heavier? You mean a grown-ass man? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, Actually, you caught oh. most of them. Yeah, one of them hit my ankle. I remember that. That's, it hurt. That one hurt. I'm, okay, I'm so, all for the... I am all for the Mandarin suit worn. The Mandalorian suit? I'm all or for it. Or you going to dress them up in a bunch of oranges? <clears throat> no. The suit. The the, Mand the Mandarin suit. Put them all in armor and just bring out the aluminum bats. Yeah. It's gonna, the it's gonna Mandarin. Look like, the Mandarin gonna like, suit. It's going to look like Rome in 26 AD. Hey. So, um, so wait, 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 wait. Um, uh, I didn't catch any of Burley's responses to the uh, to the list. Um, oh, you didn't hear the you didn't hear the pterodactyl screeching downstairs in my house. No, no, no. What's a pterodactyl? It's a my child. Ooh. My child sounds like a pterodactyl when she cries at night. Sounds like she was getting possessed Ooh. or baptized. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna talk to Scott about the, the the whole shift rule thing and Jake also and Ryan I guess agreed with it. This to me, and I know I know what you guys are gonna say, and that's fine. Is you have a position to play. This is your position. You play your position. Yeah, you straight. 
if you're a shortstop, you can play on on the cut of the grass. You can play in, but you got to stay within your realm. Now, what? Okay, so I totally disagree with this because I personally do not like the shift, but I don't think that you can say it's not within the rules. This is kind of like telling a football team that. Okay, well, you're a linebacker. You're not allowed to drop back into safety coverage because that's not fair to the quarterback. A linebacker can't catch a pass legally. He can intercept one. Yes. So the linebackers have got to stay within, you know, wherever their realm of their initial spot is. You're not allowed to play a dime defense now because that's not fair to the quarterback. So what what point are you making here? Because, honestly, the the shift has to do more with a shortstop going over and playing second. No, he just kind of – he kind of – he kind of proved our point. You just said that the – you say what you just said again. I said, if I'm an NFL team, and I'm a, okay, and I'm a linebacker, and it's a certain down and distance, that my linebackers are not allowed to retreat back and play more as safeties because the other team's got five wideouts because that's not fair to the quarterback. I'm talking about two different sports, but but why? It, you know, it's, but it's the same concept. But the linebacker is allowed to do that. You're right. But you're going to tell him he's not allowed? Okay, I'm glad I asked you to re-shift. I'm I'm glad I asked you to re-speak because I didn't hear you properly the the first time. That's not what I thought you said. I mean, I mean, I I see what you're saying. Different sport. It's yeah. It's oh yeah. You're right because it's a lot easier. For, for Joe Burrow to say, okay, I'm going to throw the football here, as it is a baseball player saying, okay, I'm going to swing my bat, a 100-mile-an-hour pitch coming at me, and I'm going to hit it here. Well, learn better. Oh, my goodness. These guys these guys are making learn millions better. of dollars a year, and learn you better. can't learn how to hit the ball the opposite way. You can't learn but- how to hit a ball off your 20-year-old okay. son. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here, well, he never showed up for that, so we won't know. Here's the thing: what you're what you're not understanding is the topic the, of discussion was how we can make baseball better. Okay, and I'm disagreeing with that point. That's all I'm saying. I think the shift, More- as much as I do not like it, because I tend to be a baseball traditionalist, I don't think you can take it out of the game. Because I, I think it is I, I think it's taking strategy away. I think it's taking other things away. But that's just how I feel about that rule. The expansion thing, I, I mean we I mean, unless you're gonna move a bunch of teams around, I, I don't know how nope. baseball can expand. I mean I don't think there's enough talent to go around to begin with. Sure there is. You're full of shit. Each there team a- each team owns 
four more teams. Yeah. So just make them into pro teams. I agree. There should be. You're right. There should be a. Pro, pro, you're right. Why can't? I mean, just because the NBA has thir, you know thirty teams and the NFL is thirty two teams doesn't mean that we can't have. Doesn't mean we can't have sixty baseball teams. Why couldn't you have? A, why couldn't you have a baseball team in Cleveland, in Canton, in Columbus, and then Cincinnati? There's four in just Ohio right there, and that okay. would make it. Canton would never have the population to support a team. I'm using it relevant. as an example because that's but, the city that I'm in. The, I'm sorry that you have to be so literal. The fact that I brought up is that there's probably eight teams in America right now, or eight cities in America and Canada right now that should have a baseball team. I'm not going to disagree that point, but... I would be more saying you move some of them instead of expanding. Why, why not get rid of the single-A teams? Okay, but give are, you, you... are you really going to put a good team on that field? Well, I guess, okay, I mean, you're, you're so... The whole point in what I said was that you get rid of the two lower teams... And then you expand four to eight teams. Okay, I understand your point, and I agree with downsizing the minor leagues. What, what, hap what happens? What happens then? First off, you're saving the regular teams money so that they can sink that money into their baseball team that people pay the big dollars for. Not to mention, how many AAA, AA baseball stadiums really get sold out? What, yeah. Like, they're, well, they're he, there to make money. The, depends the on where they are. The Columbus Clippers. They, it's a fabulous stadium. It is a gorgeous stadium. Why, why not just build a major league team there in Columbus instead? I mean, I can I totally, agree with you. I understand your philosophy and where you're coming from on it. I would just say if it happens, good luck, because I think it would water down the game. That's I, just my opinion. How is it going to water down the game? You already have players. You have players that should have been in the major leagues already. And they're not being brought up. I mean, you could argue that, but. I mean, if you're going to put six more teams on the field, that's 240 more major league players. Yeah, yeah. How, how many single-A teams are there? What? Oh, there's, a, there's a million. Dude, we don't, sit, we don't sit around and wait five to six years for these guys to come out of the NFL draft and the NBA draft. They're ready right now. They play. They're, they're good to go. So why not implement that same thing with baseball? And but, that would help out. That that would probably help out college baseball wait, as well. Look, I disagree. It, it's fine. Okay. Okay. So you so you pretty much you started the segment pretty much saying how baseball sucks and it's boring. And after all the good ideas that we give you, you just want baseball to continue to suck and be boring. No, I didn't. I've never said that. I have said that 
I don't agree with a lot of the things that you guys have said to make the game better. I think some of them are decent ideas. I've agreed on a, a few of them. We talked about the, the amount of games and how it would affect the pitching rotation to improve the games as far as the pitchers getting that extra day because there's less games and you can throw a bullpen game and things like that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I think but, we can all agree that the past 45 minutes, we just proved that Rob Manfred is an absolute <clears throat> joke. Well, how about this? Well, we all how know this. this. How about this little nugget? How about this little, little spice things up in the, in the MLB? How about once an inning, one time per inning, the pitcher throws a ball that at random or at the pitcher's, at the pitcher's liking – the pitch is worth double the outcome. So if it's a strike, it's two strikes. If it's a ball, it's two balls. If it's a home, if it's a three-run home run, that's a six-run home run. Okay, well, now you're playing video games. So if you're going to do that, you might as well just make the umpires robots. That, ki- oh, that kind of changes. A, I think we did a show on that. That kind of changes your whole... Uh... Uh, way of of keeping your stats. Um, yeah. Okay. My last point to, to what you said was because I wrote these down was the Hall of Fame thing, and I'm going to agree with you on this. And here's the thing about Major League Baseball is there's the Professional Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Glorious Canton, yeah, Ohio. Where Cam Newton should be. Fucking heaven. I can't take this Hall of Fame talk. I'm so you're, you're gonna listen to it. The NFL has the that the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The NBA has the National Basketball Association Hall of Fame. Major League Baseball has the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. Now, that's a key word. It sounds like Scoot has his cats. Because <sighs> it's no longer just a Hall of Fame. It's a museum. And what does a museum do? They catalog everything that has happened since the sport originated. Everything. So... These guys, and Ryan put it greatly, I don't exactly remember the words he used, these old, fat idiots that have no idea what the hell they're talking about, that continue to keep people out of the Hall of Fame, either because they didn't like them. Again, I'm going to say, Barry Bonds never tested positive for steroids, but David Ortiz did. And who got in? Hmm. Because everybody loves Big Poppy. Nobody liked Barry Bonds. Yeah. Nobody liked Roger Clemens. Well, and, and and that's why that's why I I still think that there's a place for the for the sports writers to have something to give. But the fans need to have the biggest voice. But the 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 fact is is that four or five or ten sports writers right now are keeping 
several players from making it into the Hall of Fame. Don't know yes, why. I don't know why. You know, but Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, Omar Vizcal. How many gold gloves did Omar Vizcal have in Cleveland? Probably the best, second best shortstop we ever had in Cleveland. Behind, behind who? Johnny Peralta? No, I who? would say, I would say, I would say Lindor was better than Omar Vizcal. When no, he would, hold on, let me finish, please. What did he just say? Hold did on. Did I just hear that come out of your mouth? Let him finish. Oh, God, doing show. Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say... Grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcast, Google Podcast. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Shows with Bevere's is got to be the hardest fucking thing in the world to do. Why is that? <sighs> We're having conversation. This is good radio right here. Uh, so, Francisco Lindor, when he was here, was probably putting up better stats than Omar Vizcal. That does not change the fact that Omar Vizcal was a defensive player out the freaking wazoo. He could catch balls with his eyes closed. It was incredible. Now, they're two different shortstops. Lindor was the hitter from hell, and Omar was the defensive player from hell. But Lindor was still good as a shortstop while he was here. The minute that he went to the Mets, he sucked. He hit. He hit three hundred one time. One time. I'd be. I'd be curious to see, and I know that the home runs and RBIs would favor Lindor, but career batting average. I would be willing to say that Vizquel's, in his career, so far is probably higher. It's a. That's kind of a moot point. We're we're kind of dealing with, the. Uh, the commissioner. But yeah, okay, you're so, right. So, but Scott, Scott, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Scott, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I would assume you'd probably put Grady Sizemore ahead of Kenny Lofton? Um, How about Ryan Darko over Jim Tomey? Okay, hold on. We're, we're getting off onto a tangent that we shouldn't be on. We're, we're dealing with the ways to make baseball better. I don't think that we need to go off on a tangent and start talking about players or owners or stuff like that. It's just, I, I, I just think I can't believe that you said that Lindor was better than 
than Omar. Okay, but the whole the whole point was was, was about the Hall of Fame and how they let people in and don't let people in. That's fine. I'm just shocked that Scott, the guy who lives in the past and can't get over the fact that players nowadays are better than players in the past, thinks that Lindor's better than Omar. Yes. If he was living in the past, he would say that Omar was better than Lindor. That's why I was set. I was, I was, I'm, I'm almost complimenting Scott. Oh my God. <sighs> I'm almost in a way complimenting Scott, even though I think that it's, an, I think it's completely, <laughs> I think it's bogus. Um, I, it's I, not the point. I, yeah. I, I mean, we, we can sit here and talk about this. It, it, it would, it would tack on another half an hour to the show, but there, there's a, there are certain things that I saw that Lindor was better at than Omar Vizcal. Well, certainly. Again, you, you, your your point was was made that they were two totally different types of players. But, but the the fact that I was really trying to make in that whole thing was that there are people being left out of the Hall of Fame. And if the Hall of Fame ballots were being filled out by by fans, we wouldn't have this problem. What was it last year? They only inducted one person into the Hall of Fame. And again what? this year. Why? Why? Omar Vizcal's sitting there. But it, but the sports writers have a hard-on with not liking Omar Vizcal. Okay, and, and I think that we can all agree on this. The sports writers just think that they control the Baseball Hall of Fame. They do. And they shouldn't. For but now. They do. <clears throat> but that's, they do. that's why that was on my list of things to change as a commissioner. Is, and it should change. It is should that, change. In this day and age of computers and shit like that, you... There's absolutely no reason why you can't listen to the fans, take the top five players that the fans pick out, and put them into the Hall of Fame. Well, do, does there have to be guidelines, or can we just vote on? No, it? you gotta you gotta vote you gotta vote you know per position. So well, well then, my reason I ask you that is because. Wouldn't the writers just leave guys like Barry Bonds off for the fans to not even have an option to vote for? That, that That's why the sports writers have to go away. They can't okay. be in charge of the Hall of Fame. So The, hall, so let me, the hall of Fame, like if you're the commissioner of Major League Baseball and, you know, Cooperstown is owned basically, Cooperstown is owned by the media, not by Major League Baseball the Sports Writers Association. So if you as the commissioner of Major League Baseball went to them and said, you can no longer use anything that Major League Baseball did unless you change this, they would have to change it. Okay, so can I offer, I get, can I, can I offer something? Hang on. Sure. I want to ask a question to piggyback off that first. Sure. What I what I was saying was, sure, you're going to get rid of the sports, the, the, the writers, fine. 
and you're going to have the fans vote for the players. Fine. But you can't just – there has to be someone who orchestrates a list of players to vote for. Who creates that list? Well, okay, so th- this is where I was going to bring in my suggestion. To make baseball a better place for all of us. Because if there's no list, I'm marking my vote for Ronnie Belliard right now. Okay, so you're right. You have to, every year, you have to have whatever. They get like, what, 20 finalists, 20 guys. So I would suggest a lot like what the – um, college football playoff does, you know, you get 12 people that are, are not necessarily that they don't have to be baseball people. They don't necessarily have to be, they're just respectable people that can look at everything subjectively and say, these are our finalists. And then you let the sports writers vote, but then I'd say 80% of it would be maybe fan and player votes. And then you elect five every year. Uh, Okay. So to answer your question, Burley, uh, I would have to, I, I would probably make it that the sports writers get two people to choose out of the list the the rules stay the same you still have to have been out of baseball for what i think it's five years before you're eligible for the hall of fame um a ballot will consist of whatever people write in but as well they take the top 10% from the year before, and that's automatically on the ballot. Okay, so what? how do we stop the – don't you think we'd still have the problem of these guys being left off of the voters' list for the fans to vote for? So essentially what I'm saying is – No, because – the, They may say, okay, fine, the writers are no longer going to vote. They're going to create the list. The fans are going to vote. I so have I never said – I have never said that that the the sports writers create the list. I just said – Oh, I thought you said each one would pick no, two. No, the, the list is compiled from a vote of the fans. So I could essentially vote for Ronnie Belliard. Not that, not that that would matter, but essentially I could. As long as he fits the criteria, yes. Okay. Wait, but, he has to be on the list. He's well, be on the list he wouldn't make the list because I'd be the only jackass in the world to put Ronnie Belliard in right, that but, voting. But, you're, so, but, you're, but he's, uh, he's asking how the list is made. Yes, I'm making sure. That's what he's asking. I'm saying that the that... List I'm saying that that has to come from a write-in ballot from the fans. Okay, then that's fine. Because obviously, yes, the fans, there would be millions and millions and millions of people voting in 
Barry Bonds. So then, yeah, I would be for that. I was just wondering how you were going to construct that list and if it was going to be the writers, because if it was the writers, it, then we're just in a standstill. It's not the writers. Literally, the list would consist of the top 10% that were on the list the year before, plus 90% of the write-in from... Uh, from the uh, the what what from the normal everyday people. Now that can take place at the beginning of the baseball season, and then the actual vote for who goes into the Hall of Fame could be at the end of the baseball season. See, I just think that when you come up with uh, the pre- preliminary finalist list, which is whatever, like I said, twenty guys. I don't think the fans should be involved at that point. I think that should be a committee of respected people, like guys like Bob Costas, guys that people oh sports writers trust. I'm not no no. I'm not talking about the Grizzlies. Well, you just said Bob Costas. Okay, but Bob Costas is a realist. Bob Costas believes that Pete Rose and Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm talking about people that are respected in their field and what they do and can take a job and realistically look at it and say, okay, these are the 20 guys we've picked. And then you let the fans decide. Because you had a bunch of write-ins, and what what does that prove? Nothing. You just said that you're taking the fans out of it. After the fans fans out of it until... They got the finalists, and then the fans get to vote, and the five most uh, popular votes get in. And this is why you're not going to be the commissioner. Okay, yeah, well, I vote I for Scott. Be, but your guys' theories are totally ridiculous. What, to have the fans vote in people to be on the ballot to have the fans vote on? It won't work. How won't it work? Okay, so you're going to say whoever at the beginning of the season, who the 20 players or whatever gets the most votes from the fans are the 20 finalists, and at the end of the season, the fans get to vote who the five guys that get in. No, you, you didn't listen. The top 10%... From the year before, the top 10% from the year before are automatically on the ballot. You do a write-in ballot at the beginning of the year. The top 20 people on the write-in ballot go onto the ballot and are voted on. The media folks get two picks. They don't have to go through any committees. They don't have to go through anything. They get two picks as to their two players to go into the Hall of Fame. Okay. I disagree, but okay. Well, uh, I, I mean, if if you're going to if you're going to pick uh, a group of people to make the choices or of, of who to pick for the list, you may as well keep the writers. You may as no. well keep the sports writers. No, it's totally different. 
How is it any different? Okay, because and I and I made the analogy with college football uh, back before they did the Final Four thing. It was the sports writers that ranked the teams. Who was number one? Who was number two? Who three, four, five, six, seven? So whoever the sports writers picked, one and two played in the national title game no matter what. Now they have a committee that dissects through everything and is – really been pretty accurate about who should be in the title game at the end of the day. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not talking about you bring a bunch of old sports writers in and do a committee. I'm talking about people who are athletic directors, who are, you know, maybe ex-players that are successful in other things, things like that. I'd rather leave it up to the fans. All right, that's fine. I got no issue with that. I mean, I, I, I don't agree with you, but I mean, I, that's I, that's I totally that's where the money comes from, right? That's who's paying to go to Cooperstown. It's the I fans, right? I know that. And ultimately, I, I mean, I mean, because uh, sports writers get in for free. Ultimately, I said the fans should pick who actually gets in, but I don't necessarily from a like list that. of. Sp- from a list that sports writers give you, sports writers, athletic directors, putting words in my mouth, managers. I never said that. Once again, you're putting words in my mouth. Well, I, I never I, said that. Would you like me to play it back for you? I did not say I want sports writers. Well, you said Bob Costas. He's a sports writer. Okay. Well. But Bob Costas, so are you saying that no sports writers are going to be allowed on this committee? I did not say that. What I said was, yes, Bob Costas is an ambassador of baseball and does not... Bastard of baseball is what you mean. All right, whatever. Okay, I'm done. Bye-bye. Wait, Cam Newton! Oh, my God. He's coming. He's coming. <clears throat> All right, so I, I I guess we we agree to disagree on the Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, of course, because Boshimaida doesn't want Barry Bonds to be in. Are you on fucking crack? No, usually it's just pot. <laughs> I get so agitated doing this shit. I know you love this show. It's a great no, show. No, I really don't. It's this a, it's is a, why I got. This is why I got off of this show. This this is a fabulous. Hey, hey, Doctor Drippy Dick. What? Do you have any last and final comments as we go? Um. Yeah, I do. Could could you like either move the phone or something because I can't stand looking at that Johnny Manziel pennant. Oh god. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If I got that same exact pennant yeah. but Cam Newton, would you bear to look at it? No.
Okay. Well, I'll keep the Johnny Manziel pennant up there then. Trust now, me. I don't like seeing it either. Every now, time I see it, you know what goes through my head? Do it's tough. coming down. It's coming down this week. I'm making a TikTok and taking it down. That's what runs through my head every time I see it. This is all I think about every time he, I see you it. You see what he said about the city? What? You see what he said? I don't care about that. He, tw- he tweeted and said, Cleveland sucks. Not the team, not the people, the actual city itself. It sucks. That's what he tweeted. Truthfully, he's not wrong. I ad-libbed, I ad-libbed that, by the way. I didn't read that word for word. So you're going to have to go to Johnny Manziel's Twitter to figure out exactly what the tweet was. But somewhere along the lines, he literally said Cleveland sucks. I mean, I don't want to say sucks, but, I mean, he's not wrong. I'm taking it down. Cleveland I'm taking it down. isn't the best I'm taking it city. Down. I'm world. taking it down. I'm taking it down. Johnny's coming off Take the wall. Now. No, I'm making a TikTok. What? I'm going to make a TikTok of me taking it down. Wait. Whoa, hold on here. So I'm a businessman. Are, oh. are, are you telling me that a TikTok is more important than the Cleveland sports fan? How's that? Well, you won't take the pennant down for us, but you'll take it down for TikTok. Well, to be fair, if you're already listening to the podcast, that's... What, what do you, there's no re- reward extra. The, the the listeners would be the list. I'm actually doing the listeners a, 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 a disservice if I take it down right now because they can't see me take it down. Only you can take it down. So how selfish would that be? Oh, oh no, I'd put that up on YouTube. Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this little clip out and put it up on YouTube. There's, I've already figured out that there's about 10 clips from tonight's show. That are gonna make it onto YouTube. <laughs> I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> That's gonna be the first one. <laughs> Great. So whenever I go apply for Fox to take over Joe Buck's job, they're gonna say, "Well, what's this? You you were on a podcast with your with no shirt on." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, 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 Scott. Yes, sir. You remember the show Welcome Back, Potter? Yes. Doesn't Ryan look like Mr. Kate? I, uh... Gabe Kaplan. You look like... Uh... You, you look like you just created a character in Tony Hawk's Skate Park 2. I, I don't know where you get that. Um, big afro right. and beard. Look at you. You look like... You look like... Does he not look like a character that would be in a Tony Hawk video game? You're starting to look like Kylo Ren. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Kylo Ren. Oh, oh, well, maybe, like it. maybe I'll just make a lightsaber and just end but it all. We we all know that he he is not allowed to cut his hair. So uh, hmm. I will not cut my hair until the Cleveland sports fan is gone. Once it's gone, I'm cutting my hair. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I think the next bet we need to make is is that. If the Cleveland sports fan goes off the air, Oshimaida's got to shave his eyebrows off. And I will bring the lawnmower to do it. Because that's, them, a, dumb that's, a, that's a dumb bet. The, them things are got to be the biggest freaking bridges I've ever seen built in Ohio. Well, if one of my children, well, if one of my children didn't steal my clippers, it would not be that way. 
You brought them to my house and left them here. Uh, no, you took them. That's not how I remember it. Dum, dum. Of course you don't remember it that way. You saw them in the bathroom and you were like, oh, I'm going to borrow these for a couple days. That was like three years ago. Well, from looking at him, he has never used them. Yeah. Because I have all the attachments. <sighs> Y'all some sorry people. All right. Uh, I think that's about all the time. Look at, that, I, look at that damn bird's nest underneath your bottom lip. What What are you talking That's keeping me warm. Yeah. Guys, it's, it's cold here. It's freaking oh, okay. 60 degrees. Do not talk to me about fucking cold. Dude, I had to wear a coat today. <laughs> I had a hoodie on underneath my winter coat. Hopefully, it covered up that stupid jersey you're wearing. Okay, so um, so everyone knows, uh, Wednesday is when our winter storm starts, or is supposed to start here. Your winter storm. What are you gonna get? You gonna get some drizzle? So, if you are recording a show, which somebody I know is. On Wednesday, uh, try to get it to me as quickly as you can so that I can put it up before the electricity goes out. <clears throat> you guys are supposed to get a little bit of rain. Uh, we we go. We're yeah, I'm going have to dig my car out of the driveway. We're going below freezing, and when that happens, all of the windmills, all of the we're windmills. All of the windmills. Okay, can I talk? All of the windmills. We should make a song. All of the windmills. Only interrupted three times. All of the windmills freeze up. Okay, so... I, I'm really sorry about your pain when it comes to that. But we still have a foot of snow on the ground from two weeks ago, and we're about to get another eight or nine. You live in a house with thermal-paned windows. I live in a house with single-paned windows. These places down here were not built for that. All of the windmills. When say it's going to get below freezing, we have been at night at like zero degrees for like 14 straight days. We couldn't handle that here. No, you couldn't. Two days, two days below freezing here, it shuts down the water. Last year when we had the freeze for the week, Kristen and I were flushing the toilet with snow. So you're pooping in snow? No, you poop in the toilet. You melt the snow when the electricity comes back on. Then you go and pour that into the toilet to flush down the big old log that you left in there. That, I got to go lay one out right now. Oh, I'm telling you, man. And her and I were laying logs on top of each other. It looked like Lincoln's <laughs> cabin, man. Oh, I God. am dead serious. I had a peak. I'm telling you man and it got so cold in here the frost that was living on top of that made it look like it was snowing wait a minute and wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute 
So this year, if it happens again, you also have Mama Sveti to build a second floor to that cabin. But this <laughs> this year, this year Scott is prepared. I have 120 gallons of fresh drinking water. I have 5, 10, 15, 20 gallons of flushing water. I have 50 gallons of kerosene. I have a kerosene heater. I have over $150 in firewood. And, uh, yeah, I I'm pretty well set. So this is what happens in Texas when it drops below freezing? Yep. In Ohio, we just go buy a snow brush. Now, now I, I will say this. Kristen and I are from up north. Her and I handled this just fine. The people that lived upstairs from us were flipping the fuck out. They were like, it's yeah, 30, would... it's 32 degrees in my house. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, I was down in Charlotte um, when I was married, and, and her dad was really You were sick. married? Yeah, twice. Well, like, I was married like one and a half times. Dude, I could tell you, that could... <laughs> That could be that could be the next show. Just talking about <laughs> talking about Oshimaida's conquests. Oh my god! But, the but yeah. we, we went down to Charlotte because her dad lived down there, and he wasn't doing well. And it was like in the middle of January, and they got like a quarter of an inch of snow that night. And I swear to God. All the schools closed. Nobody wanted to go out. It was unbelievable. I mean, the roads weren't even bad. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we are at about our time. Uh, next week, we will be having a discussion of all things about the Cavaliers. I really? swear we need to. Um. I am not a basketball fan. Everyone knows that. But Oshimaya talked to me a couple of days ago, and I started looking crap up. Cleveland Cavaliers are doing really stinking good this They're playing year. old school basketball. And uh, this may be the first time that I've gotten excited about basketball since Craig Elo. Uh, I will LeBron, say one thing about. Go ahead. LeBron never did it for me. I mean, I was glad to. I I did watch when he won the championship. It was great to see Cleveland get a championship. I think LeBron was probably the worst thing that ever happened to the Cavaliers. I loved the direction. Gonna... I loved the direction that. Well, here, here's the thing. It it put it put the Cavaliers in a position where they were paying so much money for him, it was hard to pick up talent in other other places. And, and that's and and the thing that you really have to look at is when a player leaves, if a player leaves a team, how many teams go from first to worst when a player leaves? Okay, so you're right about all of what you said. The only thing I will say about LeBron 
about this is the first time his first stint in Cleveland, and then I'm going to get to the current Cavs, his, his first stint in Cleveland, he really couldn't get anybody here because, you know, they were, you know, they were doing okay. But then he went to Miami, won a couple of titles, whatever, and then he came back. Then he was was able to get guys, you know, like, you know, I mean, we already had Kyrie Irving. We had Kyrie Irving because of LeBron James, because that was the pick that we got after being so bad the next year. And, and, and you got guys like Kevin Love and, and peace players, J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, guys like that. And then he won a title. And then when he left again, I was like, okay, oh, well. The thing with this Cavs team is, is Kobe Altman has built them from the bottom up. Yeah. In the draft. And, yeah, I know Jared Allen was not a guy they drafted. He's a guy they traded for. And, and they just absolutely stole him from the Nets. And... I, I know probably most guys don't like Stephen A. Smith. I personally do. I know he can be off the radar sometimes about what he says, but he flat out said the other day, the Cavs could come out of the East into the finals because they're that good. And they play that good at defense. And they have a great coach. And they have a great general manager. Well, we're going to go dive into the Cleveland Cavaliers next week. Uh, we're also going to take take a look at the the midterm review for uh, for the National Hockey League. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, Burley. I think they left. Uh, calling Burley Gunner, Burley Gunner, calling the Burley, Burley, Burley babes. Burley. I said Burley. I think they left. Hey, he's still in here. Oh. Uh, extra mute. Um. So yeah, we'll do the calves. Is there something you would like to talk about next week, Oshimaida? Well, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah, but this is the off week, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we really can't talk about the Pro Bowl. Um, is the NBA All-Star Game this coming weekend? Next weekend? I do believe it is, and that is part of... Uh... Part of why I'm gonna swing over to the to the basketball side of life. I mean, it is in Cleveland. All right, since since Burley's not answering, what assignment should we give him for next week? Uh, the PGA is in uh, California next weekend. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Okay, so that's what we'll do. I'll send I'll send out an email tomorrow. You got to talk about John Rahm and you know Sergio Garcia. Yeah, I'll send out an email tomorrow saying that Burley's in charge of that. All right. Oh crap, he's back. 
dude, put a fucking shirt on. All right, is there anything else we need to discuss tonight? It is no, 9.58. I'm good. Uh, none of us can hear you, Burley. Uh, he must be done taking a shit. Oh, he wants me to be quiet. I don't know. He, oh, he said that somebody's sleeping. Well, maybe you should mute your shit. <laughs> Dude, if you wake one of them kids up, it's going to go off the rails. Oh, it'll be fine for me. I live yeah. 1,200 miles away. All right. All right. That is the end of the show. We will catch you all on the rebound. Later. Good night, everyone.